And we thank you for joining us on the morning chat right here on 97.7, 97.3 and 1450 AM WAOV. County Commissioner's President Kelly Streeter, our guest this morning. Kelly, good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Very happy to be here. Uh, thank you so much for being here this morning. Well, let's talk about the commissioner's meeting last night. All in all, from what I heard of it, it was pretty uneventful. I mean, uh, you know, just basically it sounded to me like more of, of, of a typical meeting than anything that really jumped off the page at you. You're right. A um, lot of business. Um, most of our meetings, we have just business, which we have a lot going on that isn't exciting and <laughs> isn't headline news. Um, but we are uh, in the process of being a pass-through for a grant for LAM. Um, they're looking at purchasing some housing here for recovery, and we're assisting with that grant application <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say that was probably the one big thing I wanted to mention. Mm -hmm. That came up right at the beginning. And by the way, people were, if you're wondering, uh, LAM standing for life after meth. It's been something that's been going on since 2005. And a good friend of mine, Peter Haskins, one who started it. But uh, I wanted to, actually, my former next-door neighbor, in fact, for a while, too. But I wanted to, uh, to ask you. What are the plans? I mean, they're looking, I guess, for a lamb house, and I guess this is to house people who are coming out of jail to try to help get them back on the right track? Correct. It's actually two houses that have been identified here in the city of Vincennes. Um, they're going through all the environmental processes to make sure there's no historical significance that is impeded upon, and this, this, these funds will help purchase the home, as well as some other renovations. But as you mentioned, it will be a, a transitional for, for individuals that have went through the Life After Meth program in our correctional facility, and it will be to assist them um, in getting back on their feet and, and getting jobs and getting back into society. And that's the thing. I mean, you, you talk about LAM, and it's, it's a great thing in the jail itself but for a long time they were kind of wondering i know about how to take care of the aftercare type of a situation and this is kind of something they've come on and this has been something you've been doing for a little while but i'm guessing this is going to help them do a better job of it it will um we'll know more of of the um, successes after it's it's open but it's really been found that once those individuals are no longer in the program that they do a recidivism is a big deal so um, i think the the life after meth board have done a great job on um, seeking out answers to that problem and we as a county hope that since we can provide the pass through which is we'll, we'll handle all of the grant on their behalf um, we're, we're glad to assist, and we're also looking for um, further support of, of this mission. So, Two questions that come to mind quickly. Number one is, what is the final amount of this grant that they're looking to get? Uh, $750,000. So $750,000, and they are looking to, what, to build two houses or kind of renovate existing ones? Renovate existing any location you know is there a street location that they've released where these houses are going to be um there are and i don't have that paperwork in front of me i wish i could tell you um but i i cannot are they both in vincennes they both are in the city okay yes. they're both in the city of vincennes so once again seven hundred fifty thousand dollar grant i was going to say that is 
quite a chunk of change for redoing two houses. I mean, it sounds to me like with that kind of money that the renovation they're doing for this is extensive. Um, and it, it will be purchasing as well. So it, it's twofold. Um, the board has done great amounts of legwork um, on that process. So more to come in the future. We're, um, we're just kicking off the process of the application. So more information will come out about the project um, soon. And here's the thing. And, and again, you talk about the LAM program. And like I said, 2005 now. So we're coming... 18 years later and I know firsthand through my wife especially some of the folks who have graduated from this program and there you mentioned recidivism as as a major problem and you don't realize how tough it is because again it's kind of like alcoholism and that it's a continual recovery it's not something you can necessarily say that you're cured from no you're correct um it in 2005, we, as, as most know, we had a major um, problem it's statewide, really, with, with uh, methamphetamine right. and addiction. And we've put a lot of resources towards recovery through all, um, all um, facets of our justice system. And Life After Meth has been, for males and females in our jail, one of the most um, successful and popular programs. And it has grown exponentially over the years. And we have seen um, many successes, and we've also seen these individuals um, become recovered. Yeah. So it, it is an addiction, and, and we can look at the definition of that. But we, we're proud to support LAM because it is a, um, a life-changing for many years um program and this will help even more yeah and that's the thing i mean you go to let's say the annual lamb banquet mm -hmm. or, or something like that and you can see where the successes are and, and everyone who talks there it talks about the changes that they've made through this mm -hmm. yes and spun off of that we have now have drug court which is another program um in the county that um, provides the same steps through the the system. Um, we as a community are really stepping up in, in all ways to support uh, the people that need the help the most. Well, that's one subject. We talked about the LAM. You talked about the Van Gogh program as well. And one thing I thought was kind of interesting that they mentioned last night was twofold. Number one was a new set of buses to replace some of the old ones and number two a possibility in about two years of at least one or possibly two set routes going through the city of Vincennes yeah that was great to hear um, <clears throat> the director there um, Ed Yoakum had talked about um, future plans so to step back this is another program that the county has stepped up to be the pass-through for federal grant money uh, for our public transportation that's why they come before us every quarter to review the quarter's expenses um, we then um, go through them they, we then sign the grant documents to draw down the federal money quarterly the county also obligates um, every year anywhere from Fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars for Van Gogh grant match. Uh, we support it directly, um, so that's why Van Gogh comes in front of us. We are it is under the county, and all of those buses go through our county plates, uh, license plates, and and 
it, it's it's something we have proudly supported for many years. So last night when Ed Yoakum mentioned that the city is looking for a, a future federal grant opportunity for those fixed routes, we were super excited to hear um, how Van Gogh has been able to grow the last few years. And now the partnership at Good Sam, um, we, have a, we have a great, great resource in our public transportation. One other thing that, that Ed Yoakum mentioned too, I wanted to say, was they have expanded their service to the weekends for a long time. It was kind of a business mm -hmm. hours thing during the mm -hmm. daylight hours, Monday through Friday. They've kind of expanded it now through the weekend, and I know that's one thing that he mentioned last night is that they're having a lot of success with that. They are. Um, people work on the weekend, too, and that's the, the ridership is really based around going to work, and going to the doctor, which is a lot of weekly rides, um, going grocery shopping and other things of that nature. So with people working on the weekend too, I was super, I was super excited to hear of that opportunity because just because it's a weekend doesn't mean people still don't need rides. So they've done a fabulous job um, through hard times of um, not finding workers. They've done a great job getting through these high costs of maintaining these vehicles and gas. Um, I want to applaud them for the work they've done to keep this um, just afloat on top of growing. So I know the commissioners are the pass-through agency for this, but Vincent, but Van Gogh is basically a, a service through the Vincent's YMCA, and it, it's basically a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. But again, your tie is with the federal and state grants are able to get through the commissioners. Yes, um, it is a program that is housed and under the YMCA, um, but that federal grant to pay for it requires a pretty hefty match. Mm -hmm. So the county has provided the lion's share for many years. Um, the city does obligate funds as well, and you know very very little funds with the the ridership and the fees. But all of us in the community um, have done our best to continue to match that grant. And very happy to have Van Gogh, the YMCA, as a partner in that. Glad to have Kelly Streeter with us this morning. We're going to talk more about what happened at the commissioner's meeting last night. And as we get a chance later on, a North Knox girl goes to Asia. We'll talk about all that and more. Coming up, you're listening to The Morning Chat on WAOE. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. And we thank you for joining us right now on this edition of the Morning Chat on 97.7, and 14.50 a.m. WAOV. And uh, Commissioners President and Kelly Street are joining us this morning. And we talked to, we're talking about the Commissioners meeting last night and several things we talked about. One that kind of came up at the County Council meeting first earlier in October and came before you last night was turning some money that had been used for the Elkhorn project to the continuing Oaktown overpass, the old US-41 overpass, whichever you would want to call it there. And give us a breakdown on, on what's going on with that. 
Um, well, as most people know, the Elkhorn Road, Old Decker Road um, project in the industrial park is pretty well wrapped up. Um, there's a few miscellaneous um, grass and other things that need to be um, finalized, but nothing major financially. Um, the Old 41 North project at Oaktown, which was a complete tear-out rebuild of the overpass bridge over the CSX rail, has been underway since last December. Um, of course, um, things come along that we are required to pay for at 100% anything involved with the railroad. And the railroad came back to us a couple months ago and said, um, <clears throat> because of this project and we didn't adequately estimate the number of trains that would be affected we now have to pay another let's roughly hundred and seventy thousand dollars for time and effort and all the things csx says we are costing them so we then have to pay immediately <laughs> now here's the thing yeah. now both of us live in the north knox area i live in oaktown so i see firsthand mm -hmm. the number of trains that come through now you're in freelandville you're a little bit off the line but I at am. the same time you represent the north knox area so i'm sure they're in your ear every day about the number of trains <laughs> that are coming I'm through. i'm well aware and, and that's the thing and from from what i heard the last two meetings of the commissioners and that is every time there's a train that comes through they have to stop work and and that were, were you expecting that many stoppages because that's adding a lot more time to the construction of that, that overpass? No, we weren't, or we, we would have put that in our application initially for the funds to cover that, and then that could have been matched with the federal money um, because those estimates were low, and now those numbers are higher. Like I said, we're, we have to pay 100% of that cost, so and, and it's an unfortunate part of construction. It's an unfortunate part of working with the railroad. So um, we went, our, our highway engineer went to the county council and said, CSX says we have to pay this. Um, the council seeing and knowing that we have um, funds left in the Elkhorn Road project that have been reimbursed, uh, they went ahead and paid that bill out of rainy day, and then the commissioners last night obligated the money in that Elkhorn Road project to basically backfill that rainy day money, which we're fine with. I was going to say, we're talking about, am I right when I heard that about $750,000 or a little over for that? Yes. Um, that project in total was over $4 million. Um, we have had to, we've kept in the account about 25% of that, and we roll it over every, every year since it's been under construction. And this year we paid out all the final bills, got our, mostly got our final bills paid, mostly got our final reimbursements made, and that's just what's left over in that million point two we, we roll over every year. So we knew there would be some funds remaining and we we commissioners agree that infrastructure and these sorts of projects is is where it needs to go and the now the sixty four thousand dollar question i know that everybody is wondering is when is this thing going to get done uh end of the year end of the year end of the year so yep. you're still looking at at the end of this calendar year right yes so yep. it's almost done then yeah we're getting close you're getting close getting closer yep yeah, I was kind of, you know, kind of wondering. Like I said, again, I don't use that road a whole lot. Usually I take regular 41, mm -hmm. but I know a lot of people who do, and it's going to be a major help for them. Although, although i got to admit, though, the detour for this thing isn't too bad, I mean, when you consider, but at the same time, 
Yeah, I imagine it'll be a great convenience once it's complete. It will, and there's a great amount of agriculture traffic that uses that roadway, um, so I'm sure they will be happy um, because it was truly an unsafe bridge um, for many, many years. But there is there is a lot more traffic that goes through there than what we know, even though 41 is pretty accessible. Um, that road ties Vincennes to Oaktown. Right. Um, so there, it's it's going to be great just to get it done because it was the worst bridge we had in the county. Yep. So again, we're looking again. I just want to reiterate: we're looking at the end of the year at this point for that to be done. Currently. Okay. Currently. Yeah. That's now. That's that's a key adverb there. Key. I'll have you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, there, you, everyone knows the weather, the railroad, the contractors. It the it's yes. The last part of this segment, I wanted to bring up a North Knox girl goes to Asia, and again, you were part of this recent trip to Japan, this, this business trip that you were going over with this Hoosier delegation. Mm-hmm. And first of all, before we get to your personal thoughts mm-hmm. about it, I want to talk about the business end of it. Were you happy with what you guys were able to do? I was extremely happy. Uh, not going before and not fully understanding what this conference entailed. Um, once I got there and started meeting with um, dozens of Japanese companies ranging from Kikoman to automotive um, and working with them every day and making introductions. I was absolutely um, blown away at the level of respect uh, the Japanese had for Midwesterners, how they want to invest in our states, how they want to work with us. Um, and, and really, they are ready and eager to, to start investing further in the automotive industry, further in EV battery, um, semiconductor chips. So it was very, very successful in my mind because our Indiana delegation was small. Knox County was, there was Knox County and Morgan County. Right. And we had the biggest of the counties. So we were in every conversation with the governor, with Honda and Subaru and all of the big companies. So I, I felt it was, we built relationships. I truly believe it. And we visited Futaba and Excel and they were extremely gracious that we took the time to come out and visit with them as well. Yeah, and that's the thing you mentioned, Futaba, FIA, and Excel. Those are the two Japanese companies with Knox County presences. I want to kind of fill in the blanks mm-hmm. there a little bit. I think a lot of people knew that, but I just wanted to fill yeah. in the blanks. And it was it's good to be able to help as far as, as retention, maybe expansion of those two mm-hmm. plants. But did you, I know, again, this is kind of a cloak and dagger thing, and you don't really talk a whole lot about prospects, you don't want to scare them away, but do you feel comfortable that there may be some prospects for more Japanese investment in Vincennes and in Knox County? I do, I do, and not that we have anything pinned to paper, um, but we have an established um, relationship with Japanese companies we have established communication with companies that are not currently in Knox County, and we are continuously um, putting ourselves out there in a way to them to, to let them know we're, we're shovel ready. Um, we have the infrastructure we need. We have the highway transportation. We're, we're looking at expansion possibly in the future of rail. So um, 
Knox County has put ourselves on the map, and we have those these, those open lines of communication. I don't know. I got a six million dollar man thought here. We yeah. have the technology; we can rebuild it. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> and they will come, and they will come. That's exactly uh, right. Now, we're about two minutes left to go. Yeah. I want to get a personal thought of you. Your first time in in Japan, and you, I know you were on Facebook and you shared some pictures mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And from a personal standpoint, your thoughts about you know, going over there and, and uh, you know, your first, as far as I can tell, your first trip over there, even on a business sense, your, your thoughts about about the whole surroundings? Um, well, I, being a North Knox uh, rural girl, it was a culture shock, but in a good way. Um, I definitely looked different. Um, I definitely felt foreign. However, <laughs> the culture is a kind, gentle, quiet, gracious culture where um there was no trash there was there was it was a beautiful country the 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 style of living i was in i was in tokyo Mm -hmm. in what i would call Times square of tokyo right and it was quiet there was no horn honking no yelling no no loud cars and loud music it it was it was quite comfortable which Mm -hmm. is which is very odd to say um, but at the same time, you could sense that it was a, a group culture. You know, it's not an individualism culture like America, and they were always worried about everyone around them being safe and comfortable. So I, I enjoyed it. I've never felt so safe in mm-hmm. all my life, Tom. Um, I went out walking at 11 o'clock at night after working all day to mm-hmm. try some local sushi, and I I just wandered around, and it was it was so interesting. So... Um, I was hungry and thirsty the whole time, however, uh, but, uh, Japan was an incredible country of, of very, um, minimalism. Um, I, I could see where it would be a, a happier place to live and everyone dressed alike. Um, mm-hmm. it was, it was a good experience and I was glad to go there and represent Knox County, um, I was glad to represent Indiana, mm-hmm. and I hope I hope to go back one day. Well, Kelly, it's great to have you guys back safely from that trip again. That was about a month ago, but it, it is was. it's great to have you guys back and and back with us once again. Kelly, thank you for joining us this morning. Best of luck to you. Good to see you, Tom. All right, thank you very much. You're listening to the Morning Chat on WAOV.